Welcome to Leadership Legacy Radio, where, where you inspire you to live your dreams, and encourage you to take massive action, and be your authentic and genuine self. We, we focus on three pillars. That's empowering youth, equipping leaders, and enriching marriages so that you can go out and dominate your space. If you're ready to dominate, you're listening to the right show. This is the Leadership Legacy Radio. Hey, what's going on? We're going to wait a few seconds for Mr. Zuckerberg to let us know and let you know that we're live. Check in with you guys over here. See if we're live. All right, we are ready. Hope you are. Relief is coming. Today we're talking about leadership. Tension. <laughs> and letting you know that relief is on the way. Relief is on the way. You know, I learned... Uh, important lesson today and I was gonna actually go live as soon as I learned the lesson but I was like you know what I'm gonna probably share it. it yeah probably share it uh, at a later time but um it's important that you um as you go through things that the first thing that you think about the first thing that you do your first response to the situation is what did I learn yes. uh, you know what did I learn win lose draw mm -hmm. setback accomplishment what did i learn not um because what did somebody else learn not the, yep yeah. not what did somebody else learn what did i learn mm -hmm. hey uncle and um, most of the time what will happen is um we look at just like what you said what you know did they learn what did they, you know what happened and today was a, a a good um reminder that you know in the midst of you know different situations different circumstances you know we can blame everybody else mm -hmm. we can um, get upset with the results mm -hmm. um, but really what did you learn and um, and I think the biggest takeaway was um, consistency is king you know um, you got to be consistent Absolutely. you have to um, apply um, true principles mm -hmm. um, to make sure you get the results that you desire yeah, absolutely. But were you? But no, we're not going to talk about that tonight. Oh, okay. I know that was like a little bit of a teaser, but it was. Uh, <laughs> you're like, well, sure I want to know. Yeah. I want to know what you shared because <laughs> I, you know, I was going to give you that you know opportunity to to finish before I said what I was going to say. But since but you're done, ahead, yeah, you can. Yeah, okay. So since you're done, it kind of yeah. reminds me of what we what we talked about yesterday because we were talking yeah. about tension in a relationship and how sometimes you know somebody does something one time and then mm -hmm. they think that you know they're supposed to get the reaction or the response or results that um they want to get just based on doing something one time one time so absolutely consistency is is king it kind yeah. of what you said spoke to that so I absolutely uh, yeah and I, and I appreciate that reminder because you know oftentimes we think you know um and even even when you're consistent if you're not consistent at doing the right things mm. that's even more important right oh, wow. so being consistent but being consistent at doing the right things you oh. know um <laughs> You know, uh, because success leaves clues. Um, however, um, if you model the wrong thing, yeah. um, you may not get the results that you desire. Um, so, so yeah, let's talk about leadership. Um, <laughs> let's talk about that. Um, so, um, one of the things that we, we've been talking about this week is tension. Mm -hmm. um, the importance of understanding how tension can affect your um, situation, It can, how it can affect um, relationships at work, how it can affect the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. So thinking about that, one of the things that you want to do as a leader is establishing um, excellent, concrete, clear job parameters, right? Making sure people understand what they do well mm -hmm. and how to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, because oftentimes we may give people a task but we may not take the opportunity to know what it is that they're good at hmm. or what their strengths are. Mm -hmm. And that's where people tend to get frustrated. Just like in business, most people get stuck in the how instead of identifying the appropriate who. And so if you think about that, um, most people get stuck with thinking, I need to build a website. Mm -hmm. But that may not be their strength. They don't know graphics, they don't know code, they don't know copy, they don't know any of the things mm -hmm. to build a website. Mm -hmm. But they will go and they will spend a year building a website. Mm -hmm. So my question to you is if you're if you're doing something and that is not your strength, 
what is it worth to you? Um, so for example, if I spend a year trying to build, design, and create a website, how much time did I waste? How much value do you put on your time? And how, how much faster could you have gotten that website built had you paid somebody that is an expert? Mm-hmm. Um, because people often look at the cost of something and they think, I'm paying somebody for a website. No, you're paying for somebody for their expertise mm-hmm. to create the website. Mm-hmm. So the same thing happens to leadership. You, if, if you want to have fast success, if you want to have quicker results, quicker progress, hey, Chief, um, the first thing that you need to do is put people in successful positions. In the right positions. In the right positions. Mm-hmm. If you struggle to put people in the right situations, then you will slow down the progress Mm -hmm. of the organization. Absolutely. And that's, you know, that's something that I guess as a leader, it's important to be able to identify and to be able to do for people because people that are under you, they may not know that, you know, especially when you're dealing with people that are, you know, new to the workplace, yes. to the work environment, you know, that are brand new. They may need that help with identifying what their strengths are. You know, some of them might know right off the bat, but others, they may need your help with identifying what their strengths are. And it's sometimes I think about, you know, when you were saying that, I think about in in work environments where you're getting paid to mm-hmm. do a specific job yes. and you might not necessarily be good at that specific job. Football. So how do you how do you deal in that situation? Because guess what? If I got If I apply for a job and I got hired to do a Mm -hmm. specific thing and I'm not necessarily great at it, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? People do that every day. You know, they fluff their applications and, you know, act like they they can do this job and they may not necessarily be great at that. So what's the... um, Solution? Solution to to that. Like, do you still... Like, do you still work? You still let that person work? Do we work together and, you know, help complement each other? You know, because sometimes you run in situations like that where, you know what, I'm I'm better at this, but guess what? This person is getting paid mm-hmm. more money than me for doing this thing that they may not necessarily be good at. And that's a great, that's a great question. And I'll, and I'll tell you what most people will say. Most people will say, fake it till you make it. Bad strategy. <laughs> you don't want to fake it till you make it. What you want to do is you want to lean on the strengths of others, going to your point. So what I would do in that situation, so I applied for a job and there are certain aspects of the job that I may not be good at or Mm -hmm. I may not know. I am good at this job, but there are certain aspects. Every place that you go, there's going to have unique opportunities Mm -hmm. and unique situations where you're going to, as a leader, be faced or challenged with. Okay. So one of your your things as a leader is it's it's important and essential for your development to empower the people around you to to to, to highlight your strengths and complement your weaknesses. Absolutely. And you do that by saying, "Hey, in the past I've done this like this. How is it that this has been done in this organization? Mm-hmm. Can you show me what has been you know a, a model that they like here, a, a strategy that has been used here in an organization? And then you're able to see somebody model it." And then you can either keep that same type of strategy or you can make it better by using that strategy, adding to it and making it better. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just getting a basic knowledge of it and then learning from it. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it's absolutely a basic, okay. Basic understanding. Yeah, get Perfect. a basic understanding of it and then and then learn, you know, learn and grow in that area, get knowledge in that area. And that will definitely help build your confidence in that skill or in that area so if you're doing something that you may not necessarily be great at but it's a requirement for your job go out and go get a book go look mm-hmm. at some videos yes. Go, you know get some kind of teaching that's the quickest way to do it yeah, yeah go get some kind of teaching that's going to help you to get knowledge about that that topic and then that's going to help build your confidence and you're going to be more successful at doing it and before you know it you'll be an expert and you'll be able to teach other people yeah and you know I think one of the things that we tend to forget is like anybody that goes into a new position anybody that goes into a new job that is usually the highest source of tension yeah stress you know the mm-hmm. first time you're on the job you know 
if you're new to the job, there's the stress of learning where everything is, yeah. how the organization do, um, does right. or, or, or carries business a certain mm-hmm. manner, mm-hmm. Um, what your role is in the organization, mm-hmm. um, how you need to fit in. Um, one of the traps that I see a lot of people fall into is like, say for example, I'm new to an organization and my job is 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 leadership i'm in charge of the organization or i'm in charge of a certain part of the organization mm-hmm. one of the, the the ethical traps and and unfortunately a lot of people fall into this is they revert back to what they were good at mm. so i i say i'm skilled at writing i'm skilled at doing certain things right. and somebody is in charge of that component in the work center oh. I come in and I go, this is how you should do this. And try to take over. And try to take over or tell them how to do their job. That is the quickest way to lose credibility with people. And then to cause tension in your working environment. Exactly what we're talking about. So that is... um... (laughs) Hey, Jessica. Awesome, awesome. The plane has landed. She made it. (laughs) And so one of the things that's super frustrating, not only for a leader, but for the organization is to have that type of leader come in. You know, oh uh, yeah. you know, one of one of the leaders that I that I that I remember making a big impact in my career. You know, what they did is they always asked, you know, how can I serve you? Yeah. How can I help you? Mm. Teach me what you do. Yeah. Help me understand what you do. Mm-hmm. I appreciate what you do. Yes. Never did they overstep. It was always about adding value. It was always about appreciation, and it was always about trying to get better. But how often do you see people come into an organization, and just like you said, they're good at something, and they try to go into that area (laughs) and step on other people's toes, like brand new. And they say, okay, so how are you operating this? How are you doing this? Why aren't you doing this? You know what I mean? And just... It takes rubbing a people, leader, yeah. rubbing people the wrong way when mm-hmm. you just walked in, even as a leader, even yeah. if you have that authority to do that, that is not the best approach. It's going to cause problems in your organization. It's going to cause problems mm-hmm. with your your followers, even though they're followers. You can't get a job done without people. You can't do it alone. A leader cannot do it alone. A leader can't even make every decision by themselves. They need people that they trust Mm -hmm. to put in management and supervisory Mm -hmm. positions to make decisions. So they can't do it all by themselves. So don't go into an organization and try to just cause tension Mm -hmm. by overstepping boundaries, telling people what they should and shouldn't do and questioning Mm -hmm. everything. You know, maybe take a more... Softer, softer approach, approach. Yeah. And, and a more humble yeah, I like the more you humble. said a more humble approach and, and I think the best way to do this right and, and there was a good example of this so you know um, I remember you know um, there was this 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 one leader he came into the organization and he had asked show me how you do this I'm, I'm very interested in how this is done mm-hmm. and as the, 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 the employee showed him what was being done what what this leader did in particular is he he wanted he didn't want anybody to know that he was the leader. Mm. He just came in and he was very inquisitive. He wanted mm. to learn. He wanted to ask. And he said, "Hey, have you ha- have you you know? I, I, it seems like you got a really good handle of this." Right. So he one he complimented, mm-hmm. added value. Yeah. He said, "Have Take you notes. considered? Uh-huh. Have you considered looking at it from this perspective?" Mm-hmm. Have you tried these different approaches? Um, I, I know, um, you know, certain individuals that have done this in the past mm-hmm. and, the, you know, they've had a little bit of success with this. Um, not something that, you know, you may not be interested in doing it, but it's maybe something to consider. That's, and, and that's more receptive. receptive. Like yeah. people, like I, I'll mm-hmm. listen to what you got to say if you come to me Absolutely. in that kind of manner. Like I, I don't care who it is. Even, you know, Christian and I use our kids as an example mm-hmm. a lot, but even with your kids, like... If you come to somebody, you know, pointing fingers and correcting and questioning and all that stuff, it's just, it's not a good way to approach people. It's not a good way to handle um, situations. And that just reminded me of that story that you gave recently about the pastor that was in the back of the church and nobody spoke to him Mm -hmm. and nobody had... 
you know, he, he didn't look like a pastor. They were looking for somebody that, you know, yep. looked a certain way that fit a certain kind of mold. stereotype or mold. Absolutely. And this person was the person in charge. Yeah. You know, and it's just like we, we got to treat everybody the <laughs> same way and we got to treat everybody with respect. And that's what that pastor did. You know, I came in humble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and I think one of the things that that can help during that that moment of tension especially if it's if you're new to a job or or there's a new leader there is although you may be teachable and have a great attitude Mm. that alone Mm. may not be helpful but that is the first step to alleviate tension yeah is not only is it the first step, mm-hmm. it's the fastest way to relieve yes. tension in an organization. And just break that, mm-hmm. break that, um, you know, you're new to that organization. Absolutely. So kind of like, you know, break the ice. That's what I was looking for. Absolutely. You know, a good way to break the ice when you come there, you know, to ask questions, to be humble, to be teachable, you know, and to have that kind of mindset and approach. So if you're struggling, you know what I mean? As a leader, you're new to an organization, please, by hey, all Scott. means, you know, <laughs> Write this down. This is how I need to go in this organization. And you're going to mm-hmm. quickly break the ice. You're going to quickly develop relationships with people that had you not done that, you wouldn't have. Absolutely. Because people are going to be skeptical. People are going to be like, okay, what kind of person is mm-hmm. he or she? What kind of leader is he or she? What kind of changes are they going to make? Yep. But if you go ahead and you break the ice by being humble, asking questions, being friendly, being approachable, you're going to break that ice so much more quickly, quicker. Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of people think that, you know, in order for me to make an impact, in order for me to make a difference, mm-hmm. I need to implement change. I need to do things my way. Mm-hmm. Well, what you cause I is need you to put cause, my foot down. Yeah, you need to put your foot down. You cause everybody to shift. And if you do that too hard, it's almost like you run in and you step on a rock and you twist your ankle. Ooh, that's it's hard you can't make a knee-jerk reaction you can't make this 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 hard shift by telling everybody let's change you know the best approach is to come in observe what's working Mm -hmm. and then add to it by making things better right and so one of the things that I think about in in this same thing is like going on to a new team in in sports Mm -hmm. you know our son recently went through this Mm -hmm. you know uh, about a year ago he was uh, no, not last year. The year before last, new to the new, ago, new yeah. yeah, new to the to to the basketball team. His heart's desire was to play varsity, mm-hmm. and it's it's this unwritten rule that you can't play varsity mm-hmm. as a ninth grader. And one of the things that happened is everybody basically told him that that was not something that he could achieve. Mm-hmm. They try to put limits on on what he could achieve, and unfortunately, we do that in leadership. New people come into the organization, especially in middle management. Yes. And we're like, we don't do things like that. You can't do that. You can't do that. That's not how we do that here. (laughs) And and I'm I'm reminded of what the conversation was that I had with him. Hmm. If you want to make a difference, Hmm. help the team win. If you want to be a contributor to the team, be humble and do what it takes to make the team. Because oftentimes we think, I want to be at the top. But if you go straight to the top and you didn't learn what it takes to survive in the middle, Mm. you will fail when there's challenges in the middle because you won't know what to do in the middle. Oh, absolutely. And that's that. I mean, that reminds me, too, of what we talked about um, recently when we deal with difficulties, when we deal with challenges, you know, we're asking to, you know, to have something big, something grand. But when we can't handle these small little things right here at you know, the job and the position I'm in, how can we expect to be a leader? How can Mm -hmm. we expect to be in charge, to be a business owner, if we can't handle the little things in somebody else's business? For, you know, if you can't be trusted with little, you can't be trusted (laughs) with much. much. Yeah, absolutely. And and that leads to kind of like, you know, appreciating where you're at. Yes. Can you live Mm -hmm. without that credit, without... Mm getting appreciated or feeling value you have to ask yourself that question right yeah it, it, it's tough man you know so one of the things that i realized is that a lot of people will tell you it's lonely at the top mm-hmm. 
And the people that say that aren't necessarily true leaders. Mm -hmm. Because it's only lonely at the top when you make it lonely. What tends to happen is leaders in the middle have to be comfortable, Mm -hmm. have to be okay with not getting the credit. Exactly. Because your job in the middle is to be like what they say in the Air Force. You have to be the backbone of that organization. Mm -hmm. Most of the job is going to get done in the middle. Mm -hmm. Most of the progress is going to get done in the middle. Mm -hmm. When that job is accomplished and everybody has this phenomenal wave of success, the the first thing that you will see is the top leader in that organization will get recognized. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, they will take the time to acknowledge some of the contributors at the bottom to inspire them to want to go up. Mm-hmm. But the people in the middle that allow it to manifest, that help it move forward, right. may not get recognized. Yeah. And you have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. You have to be satisfied with the job. Mm-hmm. You have to be satisfied with enriching, encouraging, mm-hmm. and uplifting those around you. Wow, making other people better. Better, yeah. If, if you, yeah, if you add value to others, if you make them better, if you change their lives, it's so rewarding to get an email out of the order, out of the, the you know, just out of the blue, mm-hmm. right? Saying, Thank you for investing in me. Mm-hmm. Because of what you did, I was able to X. Mm-hmm. Thank you for taking the time to teach me what right looks like. Mm-hmm. Now I know how to mm-hmm. treat my people. Yeah. When you get something like that, that, my friends, can change your entire day. Mm-hmm. You know, Thank you for investing in my organization. Thank you for taking care of X. What you did made a tremendous difference and that in my humble opinion is really the foundation and the the definition of true leadership you know some people may look at oh I'm a good leader because I know how to put my foot down I know how to (laughs) bark orders Mm -hmm. and I know how to you know tell people what to do and you know all those things but that's not true leadership anybody can do that Mm-hmm. Anybody can do that, but it takes a great leader to be able to connect with people. It takes a great leader to be able to humble themselves yeah. in a leadership position, to be able to humble yourselves. And oftentimes, like the greater that desire is mm-hmm. to, to, to get recognition and to receive the credit, the more frustration you're going yeah. to have yep. when you don't get it. Because Absolutely. the reality is you're not going to get much credit. Yeah. And and that's 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 the challenge, right? Yes. With 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 leadership and, and some of the tension that you will you will see when you're in the middle as a leader. Mm-hmm. When you're in the middle, you'll have these these parameters of the job. So knowing who to put in the right positions mm-hmm. and how to put them there, and then making sure that you're you're sharing responsibilities, putting people in their areas of strength, yep. and not trying to get the credit because. If you appreciate everybody mm-hmm. and you allow them to to rise, yeah. to get credit for what they have done, get their due diligence, yeah. the organization is going to inevitably know the difference that you made. Mm-hmm. I was reading a post today um, where somebody stated, although you've been gone, mm. Your presence, your aura, and your energy has been sorely missed. That was somebody talking about a leader. Mm -hmm. And it was so inspiring because when you're able to leave that type of legacy, that although you're gone, people notice. Like they notice because the energy's gone, the the, the passion. They knew that you cared. That's legacy. That's a legacy. <laughs> um, and that's what you want to build. You want to build the legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so those are the two challenges that you'll face, right? So you'll face two challenges, you know, understanding the parameters and understanding that appreciation is 
is is is not only essential, but you may not always get it. You may not get it. And so some of the ways to alleviate those struggles mm-hmm. with leadership is, you know, understanding that finding the quick answer is usually the best way for a leader in the middle mm-hmm. to alleviate stress, mm-hmm. to to relieve that tension. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, um, I know a lot of um, a lot of frustration when it comes to leaders is they've been given a task they have the task and sometimes they don't want to put the burden on others Mm. so they may hold on to it Mm -hmm. unfortunately what they do is they cause friction because the longer Mm. you hold on to it is the less opportunity i have to work with it did you see what just happened right there like i held on to it for a little bit too long now, by the time I've given it to you, you, you don't, don't have, have time. enough time yeah. to operate in your gifts, to make it the best product that you can. Yeah. So one of the quickest things that a leader can do, one of the best things that a leader can do, is as soon as he gets a task, mm-hmm. assign it to an individual. Here's what, you, here's what we got. Do you have any ideas to run with this? No, but I know somebody that does. And, and, and then you say, hey, I, I have a deadline. Yeah. I have somewhat of an expectation for this task. I know what I kind of want to get and I want to give you the freedom to operate within those parameters. Now they can go. Mm -hmm. But what often happens is as leaders, we may give a task to somebody or they may want, like say for example, I give you a task Mm -hmm. and you need me to answer questions to get that task done. But I'm not available mm-hmm. or I don't make myself available. Mm-hmm. Now what I've done is I've limited how quickly you, you can, can proceed. Mm-hmm. Because one, either I've taken too long to give it to you or two, I've taken too long to give you the opportunity to give me feedback. Yeah. So you ask for this, this and this. Is it OK if I do this, this and this? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you want to, you know, ensure that you're moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is like to g- make sure you give people those those parameters right away. You yeah. let them know this is the vision. Give them everything Absolutely. that you possibly can up front, but also give them access to you yes. so that if they have any questions, if anything comes up, they can get a hold of you right away. That way, this is your project. You yes. know what I mean? Like so you yep. need to still care about it without trying to sit here and be in complete control so if you're giving somebody that that authority to do a certain job then you need to make sure that you still have they still have access to you hey bradley and and you know that's one of the things that tends to happen is we tend to hold on to things Mm -hmm. too long we tend to not be accessible and one of the greatest qualities a leader can have Mm -hmm. is accessibility i've heard a lot of leaders say i have an open door policy Mm -hmm. but the door is shut like what just happened you know you cannot say i have an open door policy but you're never accessible and but you have to also listen i've told probably a thousand people i am here if you ever need me Mm -hmm. if you ever have a question come see me and most people won't take that opportunity Mm -hmm. most people won't come and ask for feedback Mm -hmm. most people won't come and say i got a problem are you willing to listen? Mm-hmm. And those that have, I've dropped whatever I was doing mm-hmm. to help them with that. Mm-hmm. Because I know that there was once a time where I needed to be heard. Yeah. I needed feedback mm-hmm. just to get the guidance. Yeah. If we are able to do that, we, we often think that I do not have enough time. Mm-hmm. We all have the same 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, and I, I think a lot of people, I see Jessica's comment, I don't think they know what is in an open door <laughs> you know, policy, but mm-hmm. it goes back to to making sure that you're connecting with people. You know what I mean? Because I might not know what <laughs> is in an open door policy. If that leader has never mm-hmm. come out that door, yeah. if that need, leader has never come to my level where yes. I am, I'm like, I'm not going to go to you with just any kind of problem or any kind of situation. And that's where it goes back to being that leader that connects with people. Because if you don't connect with your people when they need you, (laughs) they're not going to come and just go talking to you like with my 
you know, with my yeah. problems. If yeah. I, especially if I have a big problem, I don't know you. So it's important to connect with people. Yes. And sometimes, especially if you have if you have an open door policy, yeah. you need to make sure that you are approachable, that yeah. you are connecting with people so that they know exactly what you said, Jessica, what's behind that open door policy. Yeah. This is you know what you're gonna get yep. when you come and see Absolutely. when you come and see me. And because I, I see you every day. I connect with you. You know yes. who I am. You even know about me. And I think one of the biggest fears for, 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 for leaders at the top is that they think that their their day is gonna be inundated with people coming in. But 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 let's be real, mm-hmm. right? If you tell people like and here's how I would how I would say it. So my team knows my door is always open. Mm-hmm. They also know that I'm going to always ask quality questions. Mm-hmm. What have you done up until this point? I want to know that my entire team mm-hmm. has exhausted all of their options. Right, instead of just depending them on because they, Yeah, because I, I did that. I failed as a leader. Mm-hmm. In the past, I have failed as a leader. Mm-hmm. I have enabled people to come to me and not think for themselves. Yes. And so I, I don't do that anymore. And I usually ask, you know, what have you done up until this point? And usually in the first few minutes, they quickly identify, I haven't done enough. Or here's what I can do. Man, and now, you know what just happened? They figured it out for themselves. They, not only did they figure it out for themselves, they have identified that this leader took the time to listen. Yeah. And unfortunately... They also think that you gave them the answers and all you did was listen. Mm-hmm. Like you you listen, <laughs> you allow them to speak. You say, what have you done up until this point? Oh, darn, but I haven't thought about this. Okay, man, that was excellent. Thank you. <laughs> and then they leave and I'm like, what just happened? Mm-hmm. Like they just solved the problem and I wasn't even involved. <laughs> and, and that's, that's, that's what, awesome. But that's what it should be. You know what I mean? Like you got to teach people how to how to problem solve. I don't know how many times our kids come and, you know, saying, hey, dad, mm-hmm. um, you know, can you help me with this? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, what have you done? Did you call this this person and that person? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they haven't done all of the things that, you know, they know that they possibly could have because guess what? We got to teach them how to problem solve and yeah. do stuff on their own because when they were little, when they were smaller, we did that yeah. right away. But now as you get older, you know, you have more to independent. You got to yeah. think for yourself. And you have a great example about that. So recently our son <laughs> had, had locked his phone. Mm-hmm. And he the first thing he said is, I need help. Hey, Mark. And one of the things that I laughed about was, I, the first question I asked was, what have you done? Yeah. So his response to me was, I called Verizon. And so I, I didn't want to laugh. So I said, okay, that that's not the right thing to do. Okay, so what else have you done? So I asked the question, what else have you done? Well, they couldn't help me. So, uh, uh, you know, can you figure it out? And I was like, no. Mm-hmm. I said, what did they tell you to do? Oh, well, they told me to try this. Have you tried it? No. So then I said, if you think about it, if you go to the wrong source, mm-hmm. you're going to have the wrong answer. Mm-hmm. And so what I said was, have you called Apple? Mm -hmm. He was like, I did call Apple. I said, you called Apple? Yeah, I called Verizon. That's not not Apple. (laughs) He said, I even went to the store. I said, no, you went to the store that you bought an Apple product. You didn't go to Apple. So he called Apple, and in a matter of minutes, they were able to fix his phone and he was in turn also able to know learn how to fix his sister's ipad yeah so he just he yeah. learned a whole new so he learned a new skill a set new skill set and was he able to help, help somebody help else somebody else Absolutely. yeah and so one of the things that you want to learn as you do these things and i'm gonna look at the comment real quick so i'm gonna check out some comments Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, let's see. Peter got a lot of good comments. So he says, I remember bringing up the idea to some comrades of setting a one-hour side a month at least to sit down with teammates to just see what's going on in their lives. A great way to connect um, and affection. Mm-hmm. That's excellent, excellent, excellent. 
It says uh, to understand their likes, dislikes, and help empower them in the right direction and find their daily intentions. That's so good. That's because awesome. You know, yeah, you can. Yeah, and, and working with people, you never know like mm-hmm. what people are what, going through. Yeah. What people are going through. What you have in common with somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you can work with somebody for the longest and not know that you have the same interests. Yes. Or even the same dislikes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sometimes dislikes can can draw people together as well. So it's so important <laughs> to do that. Hopefully they took your um they took your advice, Peter, because that's definitely exactly what yeah. we would recommend you know, for leaderships to do to take that time yeah. and it even do- it doesn't even have to be at work mm-hmm. you can get together outside yep. of work and one of the fellowship yeah. together have mm. game nights have you know barbecues barbecues <laughs> so many different things that you can yep. do with your team yeah. to connect and it makes it easier and better to, to, to work with people because yeah. you're not just going there. You know, it's easier to work once, we, once we've established a rapport. Yeah. And one of the things that um, Jessica had brought up um, earlier is she said, um, you know, I don't, I, I honestly don't trust my supervisors at all. So one of the things that we would, we always t- try to teach people is to one, put a 10 on their head. But another thing is understanding that we are not to ever violate the trust of a leader. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways to mitigate that is to understand that trust is earned slowly, mm. but lost very quickly. Very quickly. You know, you have to be very careful when you approach people because one of the things that you can run into, one of the struggles that you may face is that as a leader, if I come to a leader that's above me and I bring an idea, mm. The first thing that comes into that leader's mind, the top leader, mm-hmm. is, is this serving you? Right. If it is, then you have to be careful because we don't have to be self-serving leader. Mm-hmm. We have to be selfless leaders. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, if an idea benefits me instead of we, mm-hmm. then people may, may think that your motives and your intentions aren't pure. Mm-hmm. So understanding that, like making sure that, one, you put a 10 on that leader's head. Oftentimes, I've seen leaders that have been stressed, have been maybe even like not taking the time to connect with their teams, and I've not taken it personal, but I've made it my personal mm-hmm. mission to find out what it is that's going on. Mm-hmm. And, and most of the time, it's an underlying factor. Nothing to do with you. Nothing to do with the team. Nothing to do with the organization. That's that's true. And and something is like as simple as maybe like an elderly parent is going through Mm -hmm. and and they're trying to decide. Yeah, they're trying to decide what to do with, you know, you know, mom or grandma, Mm -hmm. you know, or they're trying to, you know, take care of, you know, my wife's family. Mm -hmm. Um Maybe there was just a suicide in the family or an attempted suicide so or many different things. all of these things can be happening. And we tend to forget that leaders are still human beings, are humans mm-hmm. and they go through things, which is why one of the biggest things that I teach is that you have to be sincere mm-hmm. and you have to not only ask the people that that you supervise and that you serve mm-hmm. how they are doing, right. but you need to ask the people above you how they're doing and you need to connect with them genuinely Mm -hmm. make sure that you don't do it just when you need something Mm -hmm. or just to show your face do it on a genuine level hey sir ma'am i wanted to see how you were doing today i know it's been a while since i checked on you but you know it's my personality Mm -hmm. to make sure that everybody around me is doing well even Mm -hmm. if it's my leader Mm -hmm. um you know and i know it's it's maybe not traditional but i want you to know that you know I do care mm-hmm. if, if, you know, if you had a good weekend, you know, what, what did you do this weekend? And oftentimes they'll be like, oh, it was okay. And, and most leaders don't want to share because they think that if they make themselves vulnerable to you, that they will be seen as vulnerable. And that's not true. Yeah. Everybody needs to know that they can connect with you. Yeah. The quickest way to connect with people mm-hmm. is to share your fears, share the things that you struggle with. Mm-hmm. Because then people see that, you know what, this is an individual. This is a person mm-hmm. that I can, I can trust yeah. because they're not a know-it-all. Mm-hmm. They're not perfect, just like me. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the biggest struggles that, that we've had is 
fitness. We, we love working out. We work out every day. And we're consistent. But th that's not our biggest, you know, like accomplishment. So at times we think about like, man, I'm, I'm struggling here. And if I was to say like, you know, oh, I got it all together, I would be lying. You know, I, I, I struggle with, with dieting. I struggle with, you know, maybe knowing the right, you know, like, kind of like components to put together. Maybe the run, maybe the whatever. And that's what you need to do. Connect with people on that personal level and not violate their trust. Yeah. Make sure that they understand that, like, if you're trying to do something, that you're not going to do it at the expense of the leader. Absolutely. And that's such a good principle to have overall you know about life because i think about people that you know don't treat us well you know jessica you know talked about not trusting her her supervisors at all you think about people that that don't do right that may not treat you well mm -hmm. think about hey, somebody Randy, that may care. cut you off um on the street you know what i mean like put a 10 on their head you yep. know what maybe they are on their way mm -hmm. to the yep. emergency room because you know their Something child is in a, you know what i mean like mm -hmm. it, even though you pull up and you see them you know at walmart <laughs> or the gas station you know what i mean like g g give people the benefit of the doubt because i know like if i was going through something like that that's what is going to be on my mind i'm not going to necessarily be concerned about you know speaking to everybody as soon as i walk into yeah. you know the office Absolutely. I'm not, like that's not going to be on my mind if that i got a sick be. kid yeah. at home mm -hmm. or if i have an elderly you know parent that's that's not doing well or i have mm -hmm. a, a tough decision to make or i got you know some kind of bad news or something just traumatic is going on or stressful is going on in my life i'm not thinking about connecting with that person and guess what sometimes we take it personal and we think it has something to do with us. You know, mm -hmm. I people you go in, you meet in the store, you walk into in the store and I'm like, man, you know, you're just rude <laughs> and stuff like that. And then but you see yep. people and sometimes like if you take a minute to look at them genuinely, like they may be deep yep. in thought. They may be thinking about something else yep. that has nothing to do with to you. Do with you. Mm -hmm. And that's powerful because one of the things that, that I know has been a, a very dangerous thing that a lot of people do is they say this statement if I were in charge that is a very very dangerous statement mm -hmm. because people don't often realize that when what you know it sounds corny but with you know great rank, power. yeah with great power <laughs> you know with great power with great rank oh, with great authority that? yeah comes great responsibility mm -hmm. because sometimes you think a decision was made in spite of you, mm -hmm. but it was made for you. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so understanding that, like, one of the most dangerous things that you can say is, if mm -hmm. I were in charge. Mm -hmm. Because I remember, as, one time I made that statement, like, man, I, you know, when I, when I become the boss, you know, this is how things are going to happen. And you know what happened? The following week, I became the boss. And I realized how many it's things that needed to be taken care of. Mm -hmm. And it's important that you do those things. But one of the most important things that you can do is going back to the, you know, the, to what we talked about earlier is when you have an open door policy, making sure it's an open door. Mm -hmm. Because there are things that are important, and then there are things that are really important. And you sometimes you have to choose. You have to and balance. You have to make those tough decisions that people don't necessarily see yes. all of the ins and outs. You know, it's kind of like a parent. You know, when I become a parent, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to let my kids. I'm going to let my kids <laughs> do this. I'm going to let my, my kids eat dessert every night. I'm going to let my kids do X, Y, and Z. And you don't realize all of the responsibilities yeah. that come with it. And I know, mm -hmm. you know, we felt that way and have, you know, have done certain things at one point or another where you feel like, okay, if I was in this position, mm -hmm. this is what I would have, this is what I'm going to do, or this Absolutely. is what I would have done. But it's so important to, you know, if you have bad leadership, you know, it's okay to make a list of things that you're going to do mm. when you become yep. a leader. Yes. Keep that list, but keep it to yourself. Never yep. go to somebody and tell them, okay, <laughs> if I were in charge, I would do this. Or why did you make that decision? That goes back to that question. You know, if you're going to keep a list mm -hmm. from when you, for when you become a leader or you get into that position, keep it to yourself. You know what I mean? Th this is for me. Yeah, this do. is for yep. me. This is how I'm going to do things. But definitely take into consideration 
learn about all the ins and outs of doing that and why it's important don't just do it because i feel like i want something and this is what i want and because that person didn't give it to me i'm gonna make sure that i give everybody this because that yeah. is very dangerous yes you know and, what i mean and yeah and you know one of the things that i think about is like you, I, I i often teach that you should make a a, a, a not to-do list mm -hmm. right which right. is what you just referenced right yep. like a not to do, not -to -do list. list and when it comes to a leader it, it's it's equally important that they make a these are the things that I will never do mm -hmm. when I'm the top leader and these are the things that I would like to see how they work yeah because not every idea that you have mm -hmm. will work so making that to-do list of the things that you will never do as a leader mm -hmm. you know I will never badmouth my people mm -hmm. I will never belittle my people Positive I will things. yeah I will yeah. never you know not support my people mm -hmm. you know i you know i'm often reminded when i when i worked on the flight line i mean it was so you know frustrating for me because i remember being tasked to do that job and I, they, they were like hey we, we know you're the only person that can get it done in less than an hour mm -hmm. and my thoughts were i'm glad you have that confidence in me mm -hmm. but if i miss this appointment i don't want to get in trouble oh yeah and 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 what ended up happening is I not only did I get in trouble for that, I ended up not having the support of my leadership that mm -hmm. told me to stay back. Yep. And that was one of the most distasteful times in my career mm -hmm. because I felt like one, I was lied to, mm -hmm. two, I was not supported, and then three, I was wrong mm -hmm. without being wrong. Mm -hmm. And so it, it was it was a really hard time, but it was a good lesson for me. That was something that I've learned. That if my teammates ever miss something, if my teammates ever do something like that, that I need to have their back. Mm -hmm. No matter what, I need to have their support. I, I need to know, they need to know that if something goes wrong, it doesn't matter if the world is against them, mm -hmm. that I am I'm here. Be there to support you, right or wrong. We talked about that, was it yesterday or when we talked about tension the other day? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Giving people those... You know, giving people those parameters yep. and then once you do yes hey i'm going to support you whether or not you yep. whether you're right or you're wrong and if you're wrong then hopefully you'll learn yes you know what i mean through that you'll yep. learn from that situation and don't hey, make Kim. that situation don't hey, um, Trent. don't make that same decision again but the last thing that you know we want to kind of yeah. touch on and it sounds kind of you know cliche but find hobbies find mm. things that you enjoy Absolutely. outside of work so if you have a lot of tension at work Find things that you enjoy outside of work to help really clear your air, clear the air, clear your mind about the things that are going on That's at me. work because Cowboy. it's easy to take home yes. those tensions mm -hmm. and those things that are going on going on at work and to bring them home and say hey Chris let me tell you about this I'm like I left that environment <laughs> and now I'm bringing that same environment home, home. Mm -hmm. like and you may think okay this is a stress reliever me talking to you you mm -hmm. know what I mean and it, it, it's not a bad thing definitely talk to somebody but somebody that's going to be a good sounding board Absolutely. to help you work through that situation because sometimes we can get together and be like oh no no mm -hmm. they didn't that was <laughs> horrible you know what i mean and then you can yep. go off and just it can you just take it to a whole nother level it was yep. already bad at work but yep. you ain't have nobody like agreeing with you <laughs> and you have somebody agreeing with you and it's just mm. like 10 times worse it's mm -hmm. worse than the actual environment that you're in at work mm -hmm. so think about you know the things that you enjoy working out running yeah. you know any kind of like hobbies if you like arts and crafts mm -hmm. or you know scrapbooking things like that kickboxing yeah, golfing like kickboxing. Yeah. yeah different things like mm -hmm. that you know, find things that you enjoy to help relieve that stress and help get your mind off of work. Do not make work your life. Remember to work harder on yourself than you do on your job. Boom. Drop the mic. And that is, <laughs> I feel like that's a good ending yeah. point right there. Yeah. And, you know, so, so you know, again, we talked about a few tension, you know, things that will cause tension as a, as a leader, right? So we talked about the job parameters making sure you have those mm -hmm. um, making sure you understand how those work and how to apply those into your life and how to use people effectively we talked about appreciation it's critical that you appreciate you know what you're doing mm -hmm. and not getting the credit you like don't look for credit because that can be frustrating yeah. then we talked about a few things to make sure that you know everything everything that you do can be relieved at, from a leader standpoint 
when you get quick answers and give quick answers, mm -hmm. when you not violate the trust and the position of leadership, and then lastly, when you find a way to relieve stress. One of the things that I realized that is important for me to do as a leader is just like Sharita said, like I can't, you know, unload myself on her or on my team because that doesn't build a good environment, mm -hmm. whether it's at home or on the job. Mm -hmm. But a good way to do that is guess what? Hey, I'm leaving my stuff at work and I'm running home. Mm -hmm. It's about two and a half miles, but I'm running home. Forget about it. I, and by the time I get home, man, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about my feet. I'm thinking about everything mm -hmm. else but that problem. I'm thinking about dinner. Thinking, thinking about, about dinner. How hungry I am. Yeah. But you had that time yep. to kind of like unwind, decompress, and let it go. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so find something that you can, um, you know, use as a a great way to, decompress. you know, stay in, stay inspired, decompress, and make sure that you do that. Um, you guys are amazing. Thank you for tuning in. Make Thank sure you for the comments yeah. and the input and engagement and stuff today. Peter, Jessica, yeah. you know, thank Absolutely. you so much. Absolutely. And make sure that you guys, um, you know, just when you come on here, drop your emoji. Let us know what emoji you like. Oh, yeah. You know, we love to see what your favorite emoji is. We love to see where you guys are checking in from. Let us know where you're checking in from. Um, if there's something that you want us to talk about, you know, put it in the comments. Oh, that'd be cool. We, we, yep. we always love to kind of like add value and, and make sure that we speak to points that you may be, you know, dealing with, struggling with, or, um, you know, inquiring about. Um, we have some few, a few new things that we have on the horizon. Uh, we're going to be doing some interviews. Yep. You know, in a, in a couple of coming weeks, we've been having a lot of requests to do interviews. So we've been, we've been getting those dialed in. We're going to do some interviews. And then we're going to have a special live next week. We're going to have some special lives with you guys. So um, we completely enjoy um, being on here. Um, as always, you know, go, go out and, and dominate, dominate your space. Thank you for listening to Leadership Legacy Radio with your host, Chris Martinez. We appreciate you tuning into our show today and checking out our podcast. Make sure you subscribe. To find more information out about us, check us out on Facebook. That's Facebook forward slash Leadership Legacy. You can also follow us on Instagram at Leadership Legacy. Also in the description of this podcast, we're putting a free gift for our listeners. You'll get our Never Give Up ebook. That's 70 tips to help you be persistent. Keep going. Never give up on your goals or on your dreams. Now remember, go out and dominate your space. This is the Leadership Legacy Radio.